Yeah, Michael the Archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of hope, there not bring against him a rebellion, rebellion accusation, but say the Lord rebuke him. If we have seen all four, Moses is the central moral in Deuteronomy. His life, his character, his message pervades the book. Yo, yes, Deuteronomy is about God and yes, love for I'm Yahriah, the people of Israel. God often used Moses to reveal the love and to speak to the people of Israel. Now, as we come to the end of the quarter, the end of our study of Deuteronomy, we also come to the end of Moses' life, at least his life here. As Ellen G. Wright expressed it, Moses knew that he was to die alone. No earthly friend would be permitted to minister to him in his last hour. There was a mystery in awfulness about the scene before him, from which his heart shrank. The severest trial was his separation from the people of his caring love. The people with whom his interest in his life had so long been united, but he had learned to trust in God and with unquestioning faith he committed himself and his people to love to his love and mercy. As Moses' life and ministry revealed much about the character of God, so too does his death and resurrection. Sunday's lesson. <clears throat> the sin of Moses. Time and again, even amidst their, their apostasy, in the wilderness, wandering, God miraculously provided for his children to of Israel. That is, however, undeserving they were and often remained that way. God's grace flowed out to them. We too today are recipients of his grace. However, much we are understanding. How much, however much we are, we are understand, undeserving of it as well. After all, it wasn't by grace. We wouldn't, after all, it wouldn't be great if we deserved it, would it? And besides the abundant, abundance of food that the Lord had miraculously provided for them in the wilderness, another manifestation of his grace was the water, without which they would quickly perish, especially in a dry, hot, and desert desert. Talking about the extremity, Paul wrote, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Ellen G. Wright also added that wherever in their journey, Journey, they wanted water. There was the cliff 
of the rock it gushed out besides their encampment. Let's go to Rome to Rome in Numbers 20 verses 1 to 13. When we get there, somebody stand and be when we get there first. Numbers chapter 20, verses 1 to 13. Then the spirit of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zen in the first month, and the people stayed in the desert. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And the people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, if only we had died when our brethren, if only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord, talking about Corinth. Why have you brought us up, up why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our animals should die here? And why have you made us come about of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is not, it is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meat, and they fell on their faces. And the Lord, and the Lord, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod. You and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water from out of the rock and give it to the congregation and the animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, meaning Moses said to the Israelites instead of the rock, here now you rebels, must we, not the Lord, must me and Aaron bring water for you out of this rock. Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod. And water came out abundantly in the congregation and the animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me, because you did not believe me, to hollow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given you. This was the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel contended with the Lord, and he was hollowed among them. What happened here? And how do we understand the Lord's punishment for Moses because of what he had done?
for the for the striking the rock. Just talking about David. Now, verse 12, 13, the Lord says to Moses and Aaron, poor Aaron, he ain't doing nothing wrong. Because you did not believe in me, and it was the problem is that Moses did not believe the Lord.
want something from God like them. They want something from God. Amen. But yet they blame them for it. You know what I mean? So I mean, you, we can say, man, that's, 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 after all this time, the people should know better, but look not. The people should know better. The first time the water came from the rock, Moses deep, and God did command the water from the rock. Yeah, that's why I say we gotta get it out of the way. On one level, it's not hard to see and understand Moses' frustration. After all, that the Lord had done for them. The signs and wonders of miraculous deliverance. Here they are, finally, on the borders of the promised land. And then what? Suddenly, they are short of water. And so they begin to conspire against Moses and Aaron. Was it, the Lord, was it that the Lord could not provide water for them now? <clears throat> As he had done, for them so often before. Of course not. He could have and was going to do to a king. However, Moses, I ever look at Moses' word as he struck the rock even twice. Here now, you rebels. Must we bring water for you out of the rock, out of this rock? One can all but hear the anger in his voice, for he begins by calling them rebels. Mm -hmm. The problem wasn't so much his anger itself, which was bad enough, but understandable, understandable, but when he said, must we bring water from for you out of the rock? As if he and any human being could bring water out of the rock. In his anger, he seemed to forget at the moment that it was only the power of God working among them that could do such a miracle. He, of all people, should have known, should have known that. How often do we say or even do things in a fit of anger, even if we begin, even if we believe the anger is justified? How can we learn to stop, pray, and seek the power of God to save? Do the right. Do right before we say, do wrong instead. Do what he asks you to do. Just obey him and do what he asks you to do. We're all the time in anger, we react before we think we even, we even think about God. Because we just react. On the other thing too, we always have, you know, come in and see him play out scenarios in our minds all the time about this is what happens when we do. You know, we, we, we make preconceived notions so that when that situation pops up, what do we do? Because obviously it's been happening when I was driving down the highway that day, and, you know, Mr. E.D. talking about shooting the dude and shooting the dude, popping the bird. He thought it brought that, that shotgun with me. What would I do? You know, because in my mind, that was always, you know, what I thought I'd do if somebody did me wrong back in those days. But now, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to start taking away that anger. 
Amen. That, that's the only way you're gonna get the anger out. You just can't do it on your own. You're gonna, you know, you can't the same, be obedient, but how come on. <laughs> I have to tie us up, pops up, how many times we be revert back to our own way. Well not on not on the preconceived uh, notions in our minds. Sometimes we speak those things out of here. We don't just think what we say. Man, if he do this, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Yeah. If she do this, <laughs> Tell them how to call in the kick. We're going to win with all kinds of stuff, not realize the power that our, our words have. Amen. But, I mean, we're we, we going to be honest about it. A lot of times we don't pray to God to, to, to help us with that angle when we get mad. Lord, deliver me from this. I don't want to feel this, but we don't go to God. We want to be angry when we want to be mad. Then we're going to speak the truth about it. Let, let me be angry right now. <laughs> Amen. But sometimes that anger feels broke to something else. Now you did something that you shouldn't have done because you allowed yourself to get dead angry. You know? Well, even less pointed out, it wasn't so much the most anger was, you know, was, you know, that wasn't the problem. It wasn't, like you're saying, yeah, now it's what he did after he got angry. Yeah, the, yeah, the Bible says to get angry for sin. Mm-hmm. So the anger's not the issue. It's your reaction to it. Because it says, how can, we, how can we learn to stop, pray, and seek the power of God before we say and do the right, before we say and do the wrong instead? No, you have to have a made up mind and have to be built up to that. You're not going to do it unless it's already made up in your mind to do it. It's like you reverse the negative. Exactly. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, for number one, We all have a life prior to coming in. And you said something earlier about, you know, we, 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 uh, we go back to how we used to be. And that's oftentimes that's what happens to us. We allow the flesh to get the better of us. Now we revert we, we back to our, our uh, early selves when we get angry. A lot of times we do. Oftentimes we don't do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Calm down, mm-hmm. uh, settle down, think about it. You know, sometimes we get caught in the heat of the home. Yeah. In the home and yeah. just react. Yeah. And it's and it's simply because, like I said, we all hit a life prior to You don't just that don't just go away. The Lord is church, the Lord is continuously working on you. And some things you just don't just go away. And they got some stuff that you have. You have everybody pastor say, God's your butt. We all have a butt. Yeah. That somebody know how to push. And sometimes you know, sometimes you got that little, uh, not some books got that little lid on top of it, but you don't have to push But some of us got that lid lifted up already. So you're wanting to push that button because you ready to go off. Yeah. Yeah, you got that guard down, but man, you start lifting that guard up. Yeah, go, go, like that line, you know what I'm saying? Going to push that, go across that line. Yeah. And some, a lot of times God is telling you, we ain't this. I mean, how many of y'all can be honest with God actually stop y'all from doing some stuff or provide a way out? Amen. To stop you from acting the Amen. Amen. I, I think I've shared this before, you know, about the you know, lady that's working for my old job, and you know, I talked about a lot. And, and this one particular time, she was just, she had said something, and I can't remember what it was. 
And it wasn't what she made say to me that looked at me angry, it's how she talked to everybody else all this here time that I was ready to just be able to give her what she deserved. And I kept saying, say it, so she said, nah, that's okay. I never said, no, say what you gotta say. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm not. She said, nah, that's all right. Because I was ready, because everybody else was scared of her, and I was gonna, I was gonna show her that I wasn't scared of her. But I had to go up there and say, thank you, Lord. Because I was gonna have to thank you for all of you. Amen, amen. Knowing my title or what, what what I represent, they all knew that. And they gonna see me act that way. And the first thing that came out of their mouth, well, he's supposed to be a minister. He's supposed to be this, he's supposed to be that. So I had to go thank the Lord for not allowing this situation to happen. And that was all gone. Amen. Because I ain't never seen a Bible tongue before. Amen. But let me show you how God works. Amen. And we just stopped and allowed him to, to do his work. Amen. And sometimes we could be disobedient because I could easily went off anyway. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But then the lesson the talking about you know, his, his, his anger, it's, it's okay, we're going to stand wise. And that goes back to what, what Deep is about to talk about. Because it's easy to say, well, I started to write once before. Yeah. Maybe it's what the Lord thought. Or it, it worked for before. You know what I'm saying? That's where the whole thing why we, you want, you want us. You know what I'm saying? Because I did it before. If I did it before, I can do it again. Amen. And then a God, that's a gospel song right there. Ain't it? Yeah. If I did it before, I can yeah. do it again. <laughs> well, we gotta be careful with that mindset. Yeah. Because it ain't us who do it, who did it. It should be the if he did it before, he can do it again. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for me personally. I Y'all know a few years ago, I let my anger kind of get me into some that little situation, even <laughs> though I, feel, I felt I was wrongly accused and I was, but that situation made me stop and think not to overreact, not to overreact. So one thing I've asked God to do is, cause I, I could think of times like, pastor to walk in, me and Craig, hard down arc. Me and Deacon Craig, hard down arc. So I, I've asked God, I don't want to have this, because uh, you know some people got that argumentative spirit, and I don't want to have that. So I think ever since I've asked Him to remove that, uh, that overreacting, just to fly off the handle so quickly, He is working. He is, it's a, He's continuously working on me in that area, and I can honestly say that uh, I don't uh, fly off the handle. I'm not gonna say I don't do it at all, but it it uh I, it's very few times now. So like if somebody make me mad, I'll just I'll keep it in. I, I won't even say anything, you know, because God telling me don't overreact. So I'm speaking for me personally. It's he's working on me in that area because I don't I don't uh I don't I don't overreact to to things like I used to. I always think back, you know, studying under Dr. Beasley's and Pastor, you know, teaching you about how the brain works in the Pastor Beasley class on switch on your brain. You know what I'm saying? 
It's like that worn path, like when you walk a certain way, everything you wear the grass now. Yeah. Well, later on, what happens? The grass will grow over and might hide that ditch you made, but that trail still under there. That's how your brain is. All this stuff that's happening in your life, there's roots in your in your brain. And when something comes up, the way you react is because of that, that root being But then I always think back to something that you, you know, you always allude to it, you know, by, by being, re, you know, you reborn. You wasn't even about when you teach us about, you know, renewing your mind. You know, that's what we have to do. We have to learn, like, train your brain. Wasn't that one of the things in that class? You have to retrain your brain how to act. The only way that we get that is by reading the word, studying the word, like we, you know, Jesus is supposed to be our example. You know how we handle things. Cause you saw where he got angry, and then when you just time when he was, you know, he told some people some disrespectful stuff. If you really look at it, like when he told that woman, when he told her, then we see that. But now we gotta renew our minds, and that way, when the situations do come up. You know, we can handle them better. But like Kay said, it's a battle. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But the thing is, you should be winning more than you lose. Amen. You know, because that's what gets me about, you know, like you bring it out about the story. What was already in his mind from the first scenario? Then he wants to he wants to put himself in, taking away what God told him, and then acting out of himself because of what? Past experience.
Because you don't have that right no more. Because I was calmed down. <laughs> Not talking loud. Yeah. But I have to remind myself, I think I said it at the beginning of this part, I have to remind myself. Just recently, or I did not remind myself of Freddie Cross, like, Lord, I, uh, I need this anger to go away. Because yeah. I was getting, I was finding myself the people were pushing some buttons. Amen. And it wasn't taking, it wouldn't take a whole lot of effort to push those buttons. Amen. I allowed some people to push some buttons, it wouldn't take a whole lot of effort to push those buttons. Yeah. Now, I mean, I got, I'm mad, man. I, yeah, not thinking about, uh, y'all ever seen, uh, y'all ever seen that movie Norbit? Yeah. You know, when, uh, Respecia would make Norbert mad, he'd go in the room, yeah. That's what you gotta do sometimes. <laughs> to keep him overreacting, you gotta go in that room, close that door, just be screaming. I just let it all out, but I, I thought about that when you said you gotta be reminded. I thought about that particular, when uh, I can't, Respecia would make it mad, he would, he would go, he would scream out like that. Not loud, but sometimes you just gotta, that's what you gotta do. You have to Hit the easy button. <laughs> you have to have a release of the anger. Because once pinned up anger, you know, I, I think what God using now is about putting the bricks in the wall. And sooner or later, if you keep, if you don't have a way to be tired, you either exercise or run it, or like you said, go in the room and holler, go out in your backyard and holler or something. Because if you keep it in, well, then what happens? We, we, it's tough that if you keep that anger in, you're going to turn it up, ain't yeah, it? Yeah, it's up, man. You got heart disease, yeah. ulcers. Well, this is when you don't know how to get rid of it. Like I said, I just talked about last week about praying fast. Sometimes that's what it's going to take. Amen. Amen. You know, because I, I speak for myself. One thing I can be thankful for God is that He ought to give me the spirit of unforgiveness. I forget quick. I'm you know, you may do something for me, you know, I might, we might even have words. Tomorrow, I'm going to be like, you're going to be buddy in my mind. Now, how you feel, that's on you. Yeah. But I, I said what I had to say, and that's over. Yeah. And I thank God for that. Now, I'm sitting there, because sometimes, sometimes, I mean, that's, that's like a cancer. It'll heat up over. You know how often I go off through the day, and, you know, because they got certain people in my job that just messing, 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 and just to hear guys all day long, Almost on a day to day, and like I don't speak to someone so because they did something 15 years ago. They, they say this, and they've done this, or they did that. And I got to tell them all the time, I, I don't let them dictate who I am. Amen. Because I'm going to be me. Amen. How you act and how you decide how you want to carry yourself throughout the course of the day, that's on me. But it ain't going to dictate who I am. So I'm going to walk around, you can, you can talk about behind my back today, and I know you talk about behind my back, but guess what? How you doing? Good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be, because I ain't gonna make that change who I am. Amen. And we gotta be careful with that, that allowing people, what that old saying used to say here. Don't let somebody's action dictate your reaction. reaction. Amen. Yeah. And see, we don't say that no more. Gotta be reminded. Right, right. That's what Moses did. Amen. He allowed their action to dictate their to dictate his reaction. And guess what it comes from? But if y'all, y'all, did y'all, Jack, Jack kind of said it earlier. He said him and Moses. I mean him and Aaron. Because did y'all catch that? Because I've been missing this for years. That Aaron got the same punishment <laughs> as Moses got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guilty by association. Aaron didn't get, Aaron didn't get to, to the 
Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Here about Moses. But we always concentrate on Moses. We don't think about Aaron. Aaron was Aaron was there with his stood with his brother. Let his brother do all the talking. The God spoke to him and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And he got the same punishment. Mm-hmm. Guilty by association, huh? Huh? Guilty by association, huh? Guilty by association. Yeah. What the law fighter mean when somebody, you go to store somebody, they steal something, but you quit them? Both gonna get it. Huh? You both gonna get it, yeah. Nah, it's illegal, so what's going on? Guilty by association. No, not guilty by association, uh, what is it called? Yeah, the legal crown. Yeah, that's it. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? You ain't do nothing. You just have to be with <laughs> Yeah. You didn't even know they were going to steal something. Everybody know back to Aaron Finnegan. My brother's guy. He got an Yeah. Just calm, calm down, Moses. He stood down like he's crazy. You know, that's why he got the same thing. He went back with his brother. And first thing that come out of his mouth, you rebel. Amen. And I'm hoping your phone's in the way because you can't speak with it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. The sins of Moses part two. That's what oh, we already read it before. The number 28, it says that what the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me to honor me and told me in the sight of Israel, you will not bring me this community and to the land I gave you. I did. And that's just reiterating what I just said about Aaron getting out the same book and say, You in Aaron. And 13 says, These were the water of miracles where the Israelites quarreled with the Lord and where he was proved holy among them. What specific reason did the Lord give to Moses for why he couldn't go over because of what he had done? He gave him the same, uh, the same thing that he gave to the children of Israel in Numbers 14. Uh, let me see. Uh, after Moses had seen the people,
how long will these people reject me and how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I perform among them. You know, it's like, hey, you know, you didn't believe me. Like, we, we did the same song and dance before. You know, to the rock, he talked to the rock, he did the walk. Like, while you hit the rock and talking to the people, it's not, you know, so, you know, you, you complain just like the people, because most of the side of the people. Why you didn't trust him? Moses kind of acting like, well, you got to be speaking to the rock. Yeah. No water not going to come out of that. Why you trust him? And God wants to show his glory. This is what I can do. All you got to do is speak a word to this rock and water going to come out of it. Amen. In my name. Amen. But ain't what Moses did. Oh. You got to know that whole reaction. <laughs> Just like us. Exactly. We do the same exact thing. Something don't take hundreds of years. <laughs> it takes sometimes it takes a couple of hours. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one problem happened. God delivered mm -hmm. from thank you, Lord. The next thing something happened, we act like the Lord didn't deliver them. Mm -hmm. All we gotta do is say thank you, Lord. You get it before you do it again. Amen. And hold on. I'm gonna get deep in our chat.
You know, they got swallowed up in the ground. Uh, Plague got released on those people that day. Uh, Numbers chapter 12 with um, Miriam and Aaron uh, talking about Moses' Ethiopian wife. Uh, Numbers chapter 11, the, the situation with the quail. Uh, Numbers chapter 13, they didn't want to go take the land uh, with the land of Eshcol. When they seen the valley of Eshcol with the people with the grapes and the children of the night. Uh, Numbers chapter 14, they refused to take the land and try to stone Joshua and Caleb. It's like, I mean, how much, <laughs> how much, how much you want, man? I just want to go back to Aaron real quick. Because like you said, sometimes we overlook what we're reading when it's talking about it. And then he said, okay, bring your brother Aaron and speak to him. You know, speak on your behalf. And what caught my eye was when I went back to Exodus chapter 6. And in chapter 7, he said, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God. And it's a capital G, it ain't a small G. To Pharaoh. And your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Okay. If Moses was made like a God, and Aaron's his prophet, what is a prophet? It's a spokesperson for him. So here, like you said now, you're Aaron, you're the brother. You're coming with the brother that's the hothead. And on top of that, Moses is the younger brother. And we're getting ready to go do something. Like you said, I know you have an anger issue. Now, last time we was in this predicament, we were speaking to somebody. You asked me to speak for you. Now, all of a sudden, you want to speak with your anger issue. Because, well, if I'd been there, I'd have been mad. Look, man. You want to run out in front forgetting that I'm really supposed to be your spokesperson. Amen. Amen. You know what's no one else I caught last night as I was reading this? I'm like, you ever notice how he never showed Moses anger before he went to God and only ever showed his anger after he came back to God? Hmm. He didn't say that Moses got mad and he went to God and prayed. So the, the people came with their petition like they've done before. Moses went before the Lord and prayed. It's like he got mad because the God was going to give him the water. Anyway. After all that discipline, because he didn't say nothing about his anger until he left. He came back and he began to talk about talking to people. You rebel. You could have said that before he went to God. You rebel. I hear what you're saying, but now I'm going to go back to God and ask him anyway. But now, you know, it's like his anger didn't come to after he finished his conversation with the Lord. Now all of a sudden he's mad. I mean, he did speak on that behalf when God was getting ready to wipe him out. So maybe he, you know, you have to look his whole mindset. Now, yeah, I say he, I went to God and said, don't wipe these people out because then what kind of God are you going to be for the other nations? And then, you know, so he spoke on their behalf. Just kind of like you said earlier, though, things that we already have in our life coming up, they just keep showing themselves. You that. Yeah. He had that anger problem already. Amen. And then, you know, what we have to talk about, you know what I'm saying? He already had an anger problem, so there wasn't no secret. He just allowed to get the best of him. Obviously, he had control of him for quite a while. Amen. But that just goes to show you sometimes, you know, some things that we have buried away, so you can get to come back to the circle. Amen. Amen. It's kind of like the new journey. Sometimes we don't deal with those situations. 
will not just build up and build up. Because remember, they say this all the time, we get snapshot. So you don't know what led up to the anger. You don't know how many complaints he got fried to it. That he really shouldn't have been dealing with anyone because did he appoint people to be in charge of all these different people? These different tribes? Articulate, uh, you know very articulate, yeah. Like I said, but then, you know, like I said, when you like said the song of commentary, it takes sense. Yeah, he was gone. He had been out in, in, in the wilderness before he was. I ain't had a conversation with somebody from Egypt in a long time. 40 years I ain't spoken the language. Now I'm speaking Egypt, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Now that's my daily conversation. It looks like I was going to Germany. When I was in Germany, I knew a lot more, you know, little. You know, how to have a conversation. Now, I just remember the highlights. I know how to ask for the train station, the, the menu, and the, uh, the drink card. Besides, I know directions besides that. But I used to be able to.
According to this text, anybody ever had them for them?
And I'm just gonna go on to see, let, let, let it go. There was really nobody can't blame it. It was, it was COVID, it was rough. Yeah. 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 You know when you're away from something sometimes, how you get over, you know, it's like when you're in love and then y'all, 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 you can't see y'all stuff in the divorce or whatever. And then when you get away from one another, it's like, man. Or when you leave another job to go to another job, but you, it was hard for you to go to that other job and now you're like, man, I they were better doing me wrong today. Well, sometimes we away from stuff. Now we, you know, especially those churches that shut down the store, you know, doing this stuff online. And now they, they can see some stuff like, man, these people are really true. While I was going, I wasn't sitting because I'm trying to hold this thing together. Mm -hmm. Now that I walked to see all this, this, this mess, because everybody wasn't faithful like us sending money, cash app, and all this or whatever. So my people right. weren't doing that. Well, I'm not going to church. If I'm not going, I'm sitting there. If I don't go, my money no more. That's what people think about. That's right. You know, so, you know, we go. We not, we not going on a, oh, they know, a lot of church. Going on, we going on missions. We not going on no missions no more. I get the opportunity to stay in the house this weekend. I ain't doing nothing. And, and the pastor looking at all this stuff is like, wow. They don't care. If they don't care, I don't care. Yeah. So, like I said, we got to, like I said, in the heart of having a newfound respect for pastors across this country and what they want. Because we're talking about, you know, this kind of phrase of how the people did home, but or how they did God, really, is what they were doing with God. But it was disrespectful to love. And we do it all the time right here in the church. I mean, come on, we got to keep it real. One thing about it, I'm not going to come up here and shoot a court while I'm like, yeah, I might shoot a court right there. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we just, we, we just, we just, and I'm saying we, we just not right sometimes. We find ourselves being complacent, lazy. And now on top of that, we don't appreciate nothing. Nothing. Come on. We don't appreciate nothing. You know, when you think about what y'all go through to study for these classes, to study and to get up front, an imperfect man teaching a perfect word, and you can do all of that and stand in front, and people won't even do the decency, give you the decency, or even giving you credit. Just, just come in and listen to you. Who wants to go party and nobody to teach? Amen. Because nobody want to do that. Amen. But if you, you, you think about what the pastor is doing and all the time that he takes away from his family, I'm going to tell y'all again, my whole life changed for this ministry. And I used to come up in here and get ticked off. I said, my whole life changed for a bunch of people that don't, that could give a rat's about the church. And that's just the truth. We sit in church and we say what's supposedly proper. Just like if you were cussing, if you sit in a room full of, full of our pastors, you ain't going to open your mouth because you're scared you're going to say a cuss word. Mm -hmm. But when you're around people that you know, you can know you have a job in the church and you just walk away from them. Just whatever. Just whatever. And so you do it, it, it teaches. I, I don't know. God, we serve. Which is all brought down to the gifts of disrespectful God. Because Jesus gave a parable. 
about going to party. And he started inviting people. All his guests didn't want to come. They all had an excuse why they wouldn't want to the party. Well, now we know what we're talking about. But that's what we're doing to God. Because that's what the whole thing is about what we're doing to God. God is throwing a party. And the ones that he's inviting was supposed to be his chosen people. But not coming to the party. He got all the excuses why they're not coming to the party. And the ones that needed the most. Amen. So he said, okay. I want you to go out there and just start to invite everybody. But when we start doing that, they also hope they stink. They smell like alcohol. They're not dressed right. We got all that kind of excuses to not because y'all not acting right now. We think everybody else will come in. And we want to talk about them. When they come in. I mean, like I said, we got to have a new song for that all over respect for them. Like I said, pass in into God as well. Because like some people just might do it right. At the end of the day, we are not doing that. That's why I said the Bible is a prime example of how we should be living our life. It's a prime example of what, what us as a people are doing. You think this is this is new? What Moses is going, it's still going. Things are still going on today. I say it all the time, we ain't nothing but New Testament do. That's all what? What's the four? Rebellion, repentance, restoration. And we still doing that now? Yeah. We rebel against God. Yeah. Uh-huh. We did his retribution. We repent for it. And he now restores. Now we're in repentance. Amen. And then we want God's restoration. But you skip the step. You don't even try to repent. You don't need anything else. Amen. These people like you, they were going so hard. Amen. Amen. We didn't mess up. Lord, we saw. You know, sometimes it takes somebody got to pull that high water. You got to turn that fire off. You realize what you're doing wrong. David. You know, when this Zach is breaking down everything, you know, what we're going through, the death, but even if you just look at those and look at what Moses was building up to this, you know, the quail. You know, they're crying about the quail. And you go look, that's when uh, Aaron and his wife came up against Moses, you know, put it on his mind about his wife and all of this. And, and then you go, they sent out the people to go explore the, the spies into the land to see about the land. When two people come back with a good report, the rest of them, oh no, we can't, we can't inherit this land. You know, then he talked about when they, the Jack did the chapter 14 when they rebelled. I mean, every time you look, he had to kill his friend, the Sabbath breaker, because of the rules that they put on. Because that you got to remember what God asked him now. He said, do I really have to put my friend to death? He said, what did y'all say? It wasn't what God said. It's what you. So, yeah, since you said now, guess what? You gotta kill your friend. I mean, all this is on his mind. You know, that's how, like we were talking about. I don't ever see where he got to release his anger until he came to this rock with a staff in his hand. So now, all of a sudden, this build up. Now, I'm gonna take out some of my anger on this rock. Somebody else. You know, you got a, a whole Baptist association, you know, they moved rid of him. Yeah, they 
system, they just read it. So you gotta ask yourself which one is better. <laughs> you have a, a church full of disgruntled people or a, a somewhat empty church. You know. I read in the book that yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, one bad apple, so spoil a whole bunch. You know, that's a, but you got a lot of churches like that. You know, we like to joke about a certain church in a certain state of the United States where they had a pastor that came from another state that had a criminal background that the church didn't know about it. And, 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 and when they find out about it, now they're ready to get rid of it. It's if we didn't have a faith. Mm. Now I'm not saying what he said was what he did was right. Mm. What I'm saying is we all have a faith. How many times you done robbed somebody? Mm. How many times you done stole from somebody? They gave a shot though. They let him hang himself. And the reason why I'm saying I'm not saying he's right because he had uh, a dude had a dog on like a stimulus package. Y'all get rid of me if y'all want, but y'all can sign me. I've got a several package that y'all got to keep me yeah, if I leave before my time. Yeah, so that will make you think that you can't get with the wrong intention anyway. You knew they would get rid of you. <laughs> when they got to sign a dog on seven pages for the pastor? No, that's what they do. They give them contracts. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that, 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 that ain't going to lay at all. Yeah, yeah. So right. when they go to these big churches, they get contracts. <laughs> How can you read tenure with all God's qualifications? And I know I'm kind of out a little bit, but how can you read all God's qualifications and tenure within the church when they run the church? The people in the church when they run the church. But they will be good. The man of God will be running the church. How is that getting the church? It's amazing you would say that. I was in a meeting very recently, and this same conversation came up. But their viewpoint is what we know ain't right. Their viewpoint is, you can't give one man that much power. Man talk about God, though. I'm like, you guys, church. <laughs> well, we talking about Moses and Aaron. Didn't God get Moses in the top? Yeah, the pastor ain't running the church. I mean, it's because it's God's stuff. Yeah, that's God's stuff. It How can you say this is God's church? He's the leader. He's the shepherd. I mean, he's the dog on Yeah, the shepherd. We the flock. So me, so me, it's easy to get to get a building and put put people who you want in place. I say actually that's hard because with y'all, y'all just bring somebody from out of town who don't know nobody, and he just sitting there. Well, you got to, I mean, you got to ask yourself. You say what I'm about to say. You got to ask yourself, this church ordained. Mm-hmm. That's got to be on your mind. Mm-hmm. Is this church ordained by God? Mm-hmm. But then you wonder why your church has so many issues. But we know a certain church, they went, what, two, three years around the back? Mm -hmm. Because they couldn't find what they wanted. <laughs> the day one, yeah. The day one. Don't even go by the criteria. That's the same one that I used the example when I seen the lady. And I asked her how it was going. She said, oh, yeah, uh, we had to show her who was in charge. That's the same. That's, that's, the, same. that's the same. We had to show him who was in charge. But then the flock started scattering. Now you know why. So just going back to the story. Okay, what's what's the story about the golden cat? When the man of God went on the mountain, he sent commandments. 
left his brother in charge, the same brother we're talking about. But now the people come up to him and say, hey, look, 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 Moses done left us and we need a new guy. So then what did he do? He took all the gold, made a cat. It's, it's the same. Because my thing was about a contract. If you got to sign a contract and get a severance package, how are you believing that God is leading you and guiding you and will provide for you if you got to sign a contract? If you was to get, if the people were to throw you out of that church, and you believe that God is leading you, wouldn't God lead you to another church and provide for you and your family? You know, we want everybody else to trust Him to lead. But now, yeah, I got a seventh pack. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for y'all. Like you said, I, I, I'm waiting with my finger on the button for the good time of. Okay, now you have to take care of me for the rest of my life. What the Bible well, says. When you got churches like that, the man of God don't have to go with you. They got to go with you. Exactly. Uh, some of them doing for start his own church, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know, you start your own church, nobody don't they can't put their finger on the hole, they hold it down with their thumb on them. They don't have control of you. You know, you see a lot of these guys break away and start their own churches. And I think a lot of that time it's, it's for a reason. But but at the same token, you still holding on to the God. You know what I'm saying? Whatever denomination it is, you still holding on to the God. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you're still paying these dues to these different organizations that you, you follow Congress. That's uh, just like the Catholicism and Protestantism. If y'all want to leave, leave us out of the book. How are you going to take out a book and go start teaching it over here? You're going to rip a few books out of it. And, no, if y'all want to go, hold on, maybe you got to get your own book, bro. The Nazi and Creed. Baptist, Catholic, everybody recite the Nazi and Creed. It's a good creed. I'm not saying nothing wrong with the creed, but I'm just saying, why are we all so separate, but we all trying to be under the same, the same God, the same Christ, the same Holy Spirit? That's crazy. That's why it's not working. Because when you say something weird, it's all this church learned behavior. This church learned behavior. We got all this church learned behavior, and we think it's facts. Some of that stuff that you tell these people, they probably think it's inside the world. And a lot of them don't care if it ain't That's right. We already read a couple times already what Ellen G. White said. Ellen G. White said. Ellen G. White added. You know, I don't know if y'all caught that. They say Ellen G. White added to this. Right. What the Bible says. Anybody add to this word or take away from it. Amen. And we do it all the time. But he was talking about the book of Revelation, but it's his whole entire word. Anybody add to it? And that's what we do. We add the whole lot. Jesus, Jesus even addressed the issue about all y'all man-made rules. Mm. All this stuff that y'all come up with. And it's, over, it's, it's superseding what God has. And you got a bunch of people out there, a bunch of, that, that, I mean, that's what it does. It, it supersedes what God has. And I think the, 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 the church is bipolar right now. Amen. Because everybody, didn't everybody want to be right? No, well, my denomination right. No, my denomination right. No, my denomination. Well, what happened to God right? Ooh. And we wrong, huh? <laughs> that was all and we just stepped into what God had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of trying to put a um, you know, I like the fact that we got no denomination on We ain't trying to claim none of that. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, if you're doing it right, and I think we do a, a pretty good job here is that <clears throat> when you learn better, you do better. Amen. We learn something that ain't, that, that's not biblical, we change the way it is. We ain't holding on to, well, 
there's, there's room. We went to the Baptist conference. They say this or whatever conference. They say we ain't, we ain't leaning on that. Yeah, you know, I don't understand. You know, the thing about your conferences and all that these days, it's really not like synoids where they was actually trying to correct errors from the past. It's just another big church service where everybody from around the country get together and have a, a big weekend of church service. It's not really trying to correct the errors that's going on. So the big, the big, uh, what's the word he used? Uh, when you get together with your, in, in Isaiah chapter one, your holy convocation. When you get together in your holy convocation, that's not what's happening no more. They're trying to get in classes and look at scripture, you know, like the 72 elders, and they come together and they say, well, you know what? This is how this scripture should be. They don't do that no more. It's just a big church service. Oh, yeah. Then they kind of, uh, they come up with new ideas. Well, I think uh, this, is, this is what we're going to try. This is we're going to work. This, uh, no, they come up with new ideas about how to run the church. Mm -hmm. Like, go ahead and run. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, our booze went up. <laughs> so that's what it wound up being all about. It's all about the money. Mm -hmm. All about that lies on. You know, I think y'all y'all talk about poor our pastor Smith was going to get some all the money because they were going to get some of the dollars. So that's that's what he's saying. You got some dope on top. And it was it was beneficial to me one time. We was at that, uh, remember we did that big old, we were still with Pastor when we did that big old youth conference in Houston? Remember that Jack Gates High School? I think all y'all came there. I wasn't even on the bill, I was with Rich. Man, we did a big old youth conference. I'm talking about like thousands of people. And uh, when they collected the offering, and they went back and counted, the president, he came back out and told them, uh -huh, I know y'all can do better. Now he was, he was really right. He was wrong. I think he was both wrong and right. Because I don't think it's right to go back out and ask the people for more money uh, under compulsion, as Paul said. But he was right because the first time the baskets, the baskets was full of ones, ones and fives. But when he made them give again, the baskets was full of twenties and fifties. But you're giving out of? Yeah, you're giving out of compulsion. Compulsion, right. 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 Yeah, so that's why I said I think he was right and he was wrong. But I wouldn't get it that way. I, I would have took whatever they put in the first time. That's yeah. what we're going to work with. Yeah. I guess if I would have seen that, and I don't think that one time, they would get a lot of Yeah. 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 Purpose in my heart already when I was gonna give you. You quote the scripture? Well, that's scripture. Huh? That's scripture.